Good afternoon, most people on the Pacific time stream. You're listening to Gaming Fix, episode number. <clears throat> Edit that in, Alex. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm your temporary host, Sam Harrison. We also have here today two good people, Alison. Hi. She's she's great. I'm leaving. <laughs> I thought you said you were leaving. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no that'd be really sad. No, I'm not leaving. I'm just waving at the camera, but nobody listening to this podcast can see that. Unless they live across the street from you. Hmm. Um. Your blinds are closed, right? Yeah. And I'm on the third floor, so you'd have to, like, be on the roof opposite from my building. Third floor up, at least. Anyway, we also have Alex. Hey, I've also removed all references to Notch, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we don't, we, what do you mean? We don't have a giant thing that says Notch at the beginning of every episode of Gaming Fix. Yeah, that's been removed now. Okay, yeah, cool. if you speed up the theme tune, it's actually uh, <laughs> beatboxing notch, notch, by Notch. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. That's Honestly, weird. that's been a long time coming, though. <laughs> I feel like it should have happened so many years ago. Yeah, he earned it. And they only took him out of the, uh, the jokey title card things. They didn't take him out of the credits. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, worst things could happen. He could still exist and live in this world. Oh wait! Oh wait! He could um, have he could have a wall of rotting candy. <laughs> candy doesn't rot, right? It's preserved. It's sugar. If, if you leave it long enough. Oh, somebody called Jay Z. I think that he had the candy house or tried <laughs> to buy the candy house. Anyway, video games yeah. are good. Marcus Notch Pearson is bad. Is um, that the name of this episode? Marcus <laughs> yeah, quote yeah, Notch so Pearson is bad. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like Hot a great. Yeah, <laughs> it's an extremely lukewarm take. <laughs> Has yeah. Played any video games that they would like to tell us all about this week? What do you think, uh, Alex? Why don't you go first? I got five things to talk about. Ooh, so. one and then Allison does one and then we go back to you because I have almost nothing to say. All right. Sure. We can do that. Um, so we got two games and then three other things. Do you want to hear about a game first? Let's, yes. We are a gaming podcast, so let's do it. Sure. Let's start with games and then move on and like giant bomb. Sure. Um, Let's start with one that is just recent for me and well, recent for the world, and that is Risk of Rain 2. Um, it just came into early access yesterday. No, two days ago, I think, the 28th. And uh, I don't know about you guys. Have you ever played the original, the original Risk I of Rain? I played a little bit of the original Risk of Rain, but I haven't, I haven't played it in years at this point. Yeah. I think I played a lot of it, which I saw him play. Yeah. And it's, it's a good game, but like... The issue I always had with it is it's insanely hard. <laughs> like uh, the difficulty ramps up just like 
precipitously. Like it starts okay, but then it's just like, yep, you hit a wall and then it's just absolutely impossible. Uh, I will say that remains somewhat true in Risk of Rain 2, <laughs> but it also feels a bit more fair, I guess. I don't know how to really dive into it, but the original Risk of Rain was entirely 2D. It was kind of like Rogue Legacy, if you want to compare it to something like that. Um, but uh, Risk of Rain 2 is entirely 3D, so it's a behind-the-back third-person shooter now. And I have to say, like normally I'm super skeptical of a game that moves from 2D into 3D, like think Sonic. Uh, <laughs> like They've shown that sometimes that kind of tight 2D gameplay does not translate super well when you move it over, but... Uh, I think Risk of Rain 2 actually did it, like, really well. And it feels good. Um, it feels... Every round does feel unique. So it's uh, it does have that same procedurally generated feel. All the enemies feel unique. Uh, the, the way you're getting pickups in the level, like, it's kind of the same as the first game where you are spending currency that you're earning from uh, ending enemies or whatever. Uh, that's that is dictating what you were able to open, which gives you passive abilities like healing or uh, every third shot you shoot shoots rockets or grenades or something like that also. So it definitely shares the same uh, same DNA with the original game, but it, it feels like a big update in every way. So uh, I only played it single player, by the way. I'm looking forward to playing it multiplayer. Um, I believe... Even at the time of recording this, the deal is now over where if you purchased a copy of the game, it came with a free one to gift to a friend. Uh, but yeah, that seems like a good game to play with friends and I'm looking forward to putting in another zillion hours of it. I don't know. Do you guys feel like playing it sometime? I'll probably pick it up. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right now, um, but I did like the first one. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they did, especially since it's fully 3d now and yeah like i saw pictures of it i was like wait a minute this is the this is the same risk of rain that i'm thinking of right and then you, i looked at the original <laughs> ones like yeah, yeah it is it was it was just kind of shocking to see the see the screenshots be so completely different from what i was thinking about yeah and for what it's worth it is still very early access i've run into some bugs and some glitches um uh, if you're using a PS4 controller, it doesn't recognize all of the um, uh, the possible controls that you have. So, mm -hmm. like in the bottom right corner, it'll show you your four abilities. It's like, okay, you press right bumper, and you've got like this this shotgun shot, and your uh, left bumper is your roll or whatever. And to your left of that, you have like your inventory and your dash. And if you're using a PS4 controller, rather than saying, oh, it's uh, clicking left stick it just says big block letters unknown <laughs> and like i tried changing it and it's like nope that just remains unknown it doesn't know how to how to work with it <laughs> so it's pretty funny how, how do it unknown and uh, i kind of like that but yeah yeah I, yeah i ran into like a crash or two and but it, it's whatever it's early access that's to be expected yeah i might wait until it gets out of well maybe not out of early access but further along in early access but it, it's uh yeah, it, it was a, it was a rad game, and I, I honestly didn't do a lot of multiplayer with it, so I'd be interested in oh, that's interesting. giving multiplayer for a shot. I, I know, right? Yeah, I, I was going to say, when I played that game, it was almost entirely like multiplayer the whole way through. Yeah. Um, 
I just didn't uh, know anybody that wanted to play it, I guess. So I just kind of was like soloed it a lot. But that is totally fair. <laughs> that, that's a hard game to solo. It, it is. I think that's why I didn't play as much as you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it, this this new one looks great, and it's uh, it's really cool that they're trying to do something new and interesting rather than just uh, make the same game but with enhanced features or yeah. Yeah, they t- definitely yeah. took a risk with it. Uh, haha. Of rain. Uh-huh. Well, but, um, two. Two. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, um, like I said, I don't want to play an hour of it, so I don't have any super strong opinions. Probably next week I'll be able to have more. And I, if Pat's here, I think he's also been playing it. So, you know, yeah, I think he has. Yeah, we can have a full talk about Risk of Rain 2 at some point. Yeah, sounds good. So. How about you, Allison? What have you been doing? Oh, well, I've had pretty light week in terms of gaming this week. But one really uh, cool thing that I was I was able to start trying is uh, Cook, Serve, Delicious 2 for Switch. Um, uh, this is really exciting for that's me. That's a pre-release game, Allison. Yes, it is. That, that's why I was very excited because uh, I this is the first uh, review copy I've received of anything. So we are a legit podcast. Um, but, but no, I, I, the, the, the dev is really great. Um, I've been have you, either of you guys played the, either the first one or the second one at all on PC. Uh, I played the first one. I did not play the second one. Okay. Um, I, I, I'd actually recommend most people play the first one before playing the second one. Cause the second one gets pretty hard, pretty fast. Um, so I, I'd almost view the first one as kind of like, a little bit of a tutorial, I guess. Uh, not because it's, uh, it, that one can get really hard too, but the second one really kind of throws you into the big, uh, into the deep end of things where instead of having a very, um, like defined, uh, progression, like the first game has here, it's really a lot more about customizing your own personal restaurant as well as doing, uh, playing in a wide variety of other restaurants. So basically the gameplay, uh, if you haven't played it is in, uh, uh, you're basically playing through a day of running and cooking at a restaurant. So you'll have several different orders pop up during your day and you have to, um, do them in order as well as, uh, some of the chores that might pop up, like needing to clean something or, uh, various other things that pop up. Uh, but it gets pretty hectic throughout it's, uh, each day has two rush hours, uh, one at uh, noon and one at 6 PM. And those are just usually pretty hectic. Mm -hmm. There's a time mechanic and, uh, it also really wants you to be accurate. So if you, for example, are making an ice cream sundae and you get everything right, except you add an additional, like whipped cream on there, that's still going to be, uh, well, that's, that's still going to be like an okay rating, which will remove your combo. And, uh, which is, uh, generally not going to be as, as good of rewards if you don't have that. So, um, in the second one, instead of just having one restaurant, you have, you're basically partially working on building up your own restaurant, which is also named cook, serve delicious, but you're also going into other restaurants, um, and doing, doing a cook for hire. So you can make some money on that in that and 
try out a bunch of different foods. So it's, uh, it's the, the, the switch version. I, I, I played the second one a decent amount on PC, but I actually, I, this is going to sound bad, but I, I love it on switch right now. Um, I don't know why, because a lot of, one of the things that's really satisfying about the, um, PC version in particular is that, uh, different things like ingredients and different things are, are mapped to the keys. Mm-hmm. So you can get really fast with kind of typing out orders. If that, if that makes sense, yeah. but with, uh, with the switch, um, it's moved to the buttons, which, uh, the PC versions always had controller support. So that's, that's been a thing, but, uh, it, it feels like it works very well. And also it has, um, some measure of, uh, the, um, HD rumble support. What? So there's a very good tactile nature to it. It's nothing like intense, but there's definitely a rumble feature to it. Feeling each individual French fry a little bit, but sometimes you can feel like, Oh, something's like, like it might start shaking a little bit, like something's burning, like, mm-hmm. like kind of to up the tension, um, as well as the game doesn't really, um, highlight this at all. I only, I only saw that this was, this was possible from the devs Twitter, but it also has a touchscreen support as well. Yeah. I was going to so ask that, about that. Cause mm-hmm. um, I played the original game mostly on iPad, which actually yeah. worked extremely well. So yeah, I was wondering if it had touchscreen. So that's good. That's yeah. Yeah. I've played, I've played the original both on PC as well as on the phone version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was, it, it's, it's kind of odd because you basically have to, um, uh, when you're starting up a day, start using the touch screen and then it'll, I'll do it. It doesn't really tell you that it, that's even an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they're going to be patching in some instructions for that, but, uh, but then it also kind of, it, it locks you into the touch screen for the day. So there's no way they can really do a hybrid, um, touch screen and, uh, buttons although i don't know why you'd really want to um it could be cool though if like for some reason like you're using your left joy con to hold it and also control but then you're using your right hand to tap stuff i could see that working yeah yeah and also I, um certain food items are more complicated than others so you might want to um use touch for certain ones but prefer the buttons for other ones for accuracy. It, it all depends, but yeah. I, 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 I think it's a really neat game. The other thing that is really different from this version, uh, than the first one is that this is a, the, a big part of the focus is building up your restaurant specifically in terms of, uh, build like physically, uh, designing a restaurant. So one of the things that you earn, um, when you get, you do well in individual levels and you get, um, say a perfect day or you level up, uh, as a chef, you get items that you can put into your restaurant. So I I am very bad at it, but it's, it is a very intuitive, fun experience to build out your own restaurant and it's, it it makes, it makes moving forward pretty satisfying. Um, I do kind of wish there was a more, uh, kind of basic mode, like the first game in there in terms of progression, because it kind of feels like, I honestly don't know how it would go be if you started out in cook, serve delicious two without having that 
experience, but it's at, it's still a really great game. And I think right now, both on PC and yeah, on Switch, it's thirteen dollars. So that's I think a really fantastic deal for the amount of stuff you get. Plus, for this uh, this game, the second game, the art is all amazing. Like they've really stepped up the quality of the art. So the food looks amazing and that might be a blessing and a curse because it'll make you hungry. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, is it still just the one developer? Cause I know the original was one, one person. think so. I think it, it is like they have, um, I think that there's somebody else who does some of the planning, but I, from, from what I followed, I think it's pretty much the, the one, the one, the one dev. Cool. Um, and for you, uh, uh, giant bomb fans, um, one of the things that the dev really focused on with the, were really help, thought what really helped with the first game coming out was uh, giant bomb doing a quick look out of it. So in both games, there is a burger named after Ryan Davis. So it's as well, uh, Sorry, the Taswell. No, it's just the the Ryan Davis. Oh, okay. Because I think the original had the Taswell. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, it's it's the, it's the Ryan Davis based off of one that he did in the original. Awesome. Uh, quick look. So it's really so it's really, um, it's 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 a really it's a really neat game. So I, I definitely recommend it. I've I've been a fan since the first game, and uh, to be perfectly honest, I was a little bit not sure how I was feeling the second one when it first came out, but. I, I don't know, man, the, the, uh, having it on the switch is really good. And I think having the touch screen really makes it a lot easier, especially with some of the, um, some of the food items that have like 20 different options. And you're just like, yeah. what buttons do you press? <laughs> so it is a little bit easier to just go to just touch it. Yeah. So you got an advanced copy. Do you know when the, the real version comes out? Uh, let's see. It is coming out. I had this pulled up. April 10th. So it's coming oh, up pretty soon. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the switch version might be the way to play it, especially with a uh, touchscreen, but the, the, it, it is, it seems like it's pretty perfect, uh, uh, port from the PC. So it's, it's very exciting. Cool. It's not going to melt your switch. Uh, it's not going to melt your switch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel a little bit disappointed, if it, if it melts but it's good. So, yeah. Because <laughs> we were just talking before we uh, before the podcast about porting Sekiro to Switch and how that would melt your pod, or melt your podcast melt your uh, Switch. I think it would melt our podcast too. Yes. Like it would somehow find a way. Hmm. Oh God! I uh, speaking of, I'm also I, I don't have much more to share about Sekiro, but I still have been playing it, and that is a hard game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Today I just uh, was playing a good deal of it this morning uh got to got pretty far but then got to a point where uh i i got killed and it sent me way 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 far back because i i hadn't found any uh the equivalent of bonfires of statues that they had so i was a little bit like okay time to take a break because i was a little bit bummed out about that but yeah it's still a very very good game and I feel like I'm going to be moving very slowly through it for the next quite a while because, uh, 
is uh, as opposed to Pat, who's moving through it very quick, much quick, a lot quicker than I am. But yeah, um, I don't know if I'm going to play that game. Souls games have never really been my thing, but um, I've seen some clips coming out of it that are just insane. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about them in case a you haven't been there or b any listeners don't want to hear about them. But like, uh, yeah, that game has some big monsters. Oh, I've seen I've seen some of those. <laughs> it is it gets intense, and I am nowhere near that. But you know, I'm 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 not too bothered by some mild spoilers a bit personally. But yeah, let's let's make sure that we're not spoiling people who might be listening. But yeah, especially if, <laughs> especially if Andre decides to listen, he would be. I would never hear the yeah. end of it. So yeah, so no spoilers, <laughs> but it, it gets intense, and uh, <laughs> and it is it, you are very very fragile against a lot of enemies. So there there have been certain times where I'm running around and I see like three uh, like people huddled all around together. I'm like, okay, how do I get around this situation? It feels kind of more like a like a puzzle, including stealth and including jumping around and including do I just jump in right now? And how will that work? Cause there are definitely been times where I'm trying to figure out how to move around and I just go like, I just say screw it. And I just jump into the middle of everything, which is as it turns out, not how to play Sekiro. So, yeah. Have you, have you run into the thing? I've heard people complaining about how enemies can see and hear you from forever away. Like sometimes like oh, through walls. 100%. And- yeah. And you'll be like on a rooftop, like forever away. And you go, who would see me up here? And then they see you and you're just like, what the hell is going on? And you run away. Yeah. Like it, it sounds like in some cases that's valid. Like, yeah, if if this guy was standing 200 meters away, he probably would see me me up there. But other times it sounds like it's kind of like Far Cry 2 where it's like through trees and through all this other stuff, they're seeing you. And it's just like, what? No. Like I, it doesn't make sense. I think it mostly makes sense, but it's just frustrating. It's one could say um, it's unfair. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's such a, it's such a kind of cliche for Soul, Soulsborne games to be uh, hard but fair. Like to have that be the description, mm-hmm. and I, I still say that's probably the case with Sekiro. But there are certain times where you're just like, it'd be really nice if you could be more like a normal video game right now. <laughs> so I can sneak around you. <laughs> Just be like a normal game. I, I don't want to have to deal with this, but it's still it's still pretty cool. Um, and uh, as I was talking about before the show, uh, the show I. Uh, just bought an iPad last week, which I've been in the market for a um, a tablet upgrade. So I'm actually really interested in how in some uh, good iPad gaming. Um, uh, one of the first things I I bought for it was Knights of the Old Republic. So nice. I'm playing huh. that again too. Uh, have you ever played Ridiculous Fishing? Uh, yeah, my phone. It's a good game. Is it on Android? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How about? Yeah. Uh, device six is really really cool. Allison, it's quite old, so I don't know whether it's been updated or mm-hmm. or runs or whatever. But like, it's an interactive novel. And uh, you like have to turn the iPad to continue reading the sentences and stuff. It's like it's really hard to explain. It's very cool. Oh, it looks rad! I'll, I'll have to take it. I'll have to take a look. There's also a Hitman and Lara Croft Go. Those are both really, really strong. They, they have. Uh, if you wait around long enough, they will be free on everything because they've been free on most things quite, 
pretty frequently. Yeah. And uh, uh, the iPad version of... Oh, sorry. iPad games that I had. Yeah. The, <laughs> the iPad version of FTL was excellent. It is excellent. Yeah. I, I do like some FTL, so I might have to think about that. So yeah, if y'all have suggestions for Allison, send us an email at gaming at fixed hotspace. Yes. And we'll also be selling our uh, personal... Uh, the ways that you can follow us later. So if you would like to uh, uh, send me tweets suggesting iPad games, any, I would not be opposed. So you're saying to at you? Yes. Uh, no. I would normally say don't at me, but in this case, <laughs> I have uh, an iPad and I bought a, and it has over a hundred gigabytes of space. So it is a, it's a big boy. So nice. <laughs> so it, it's so I, I can fit, I can actually fit stuff because my previous tablet had, uh, I think I have about a hundred more than my previous tablet had. So story. You, is, is that, was that on PC? I, I played it on PC for uh-huh. some, I never finished it because the effect of the, of when you, when you show up in the reflection kind of spooked me. That is my dumb, <laughs> uh, my dumb, 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 uh, confession today i never got that far i felt like i worked out and was like okay i'm done i didn't know that you could complete it years later i just found out this is a miles per hour question thing (laughs) yeah the, 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 the truth was that miles per hour was was the did it yeah what yeah uh, <laughs> the answer of her story is miles per hour and oh, okay. uh that's that's the ending Got yeah it. yeah i think that's how i remembered her story ending yeah that sounds good <laughs> yeah. yeah someone's put donut county on this good games for ipad list uh obviously the typo it's a good game but i've already made it be that speaking of miles power did you see that the sega genesis mini is coming out in september how is it actually Yep. Huh. The yep, only Sega related things that I care about are number one, Shamu 3. Number two, the Sonic the movie with Ben Schwartz. Oh Schwartz-Ben. my god. Oh That's my god. That film comes out this year, right? Like pretty soon. And there's no trailer, there's no footage, there's no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a summer movie. Do you know do you know what's supposed to be on that thing? Let's see. Looks like the the games that have been announced so far are Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier Two, Shining Force, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, nice. Chojam and Earl, nice. Comet Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes. Okay. But apparently, there's supposed to be t- uh, total of forty games. The only thing that makes me a little bit like hesitant is that Sega has released so many different Genesis compilations over the years. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how many people will. I mean, I'm sure there'll be people who will buy it, but yeah, like but seventy bucks, eighty dollars for forty Sega Genesis games feels like like kind of a lot. But yeah. I don't know. But to be fair, those first ten was it that you just said? Yeah, that, that, that was a yes. pretty good list. Oh yeah, it's totally solid. Um, Shining definitely. Force is really good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a totally solid list, but. I, I, I'll just be curious what the rest of the uh, the game list is um, and how that'll go. Yeah, so that was just announced. And uh, 
Sam or Alex, do you have anything that you'd like to bring? Uh, I spent like 30 hours playing Stardew Valley this week. Which of those 30 hours, like 12 maybe were played on systems that I don't intend to keep playing Stardew Valley on. (laughs) Wow. So Stardew Valley came out on Android uh, around the 16th, I think, of this month, like 14, 15, 16th. And uh, I was like, oh, finally, this would be a really cool game to just dip into when I'm on the train, like, or on the platform waiting for the train or something. And uh, the first thing that I, when I played it, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I remember how great Stardew Valley is. And um, I have a Galaxy Note, so I have a stylus. So it was very much like having a mouse, which was super, super good. Um, like, I don't know how anyone would, would, what, would or could play Stardew Valley on a mobile phone without an input device but whatever and then i was like i did have that game that was pretty deep in on ps4 i'll just reinstall stardew valley on ps4 and then uh you know i'll I'll see if i can transfer my save or something but um from the mobile version and i was like oh and i I watched a couple of youtube videos i'm like oh no i haven't I didn't do super well on setting up the farm or anything on uh, on the on the Android version, so I'll just I'll just start afresh again on PS4. So I started afresh again on PS4, and I think I probably probably played about four hours on the mobile version, which then translated no maybe more than that actually, because uh, Fiona and I uh, watched Batman vs Superman whilst I played Stardew Valley like a week and a bit ago. Uh-huh. She'd never seen it. She actually quite enjoyed it, but that's the sidebar um and then i'm like all oh, right study value on ps4 is pretty good but i wish i could take it on the train i'm trying to see if you can transfer saves from phone to mobile phone to like ps4 and vice versa so obviously that's impossible um you can transfer from any mobile to any pc operating system but not any console so all the consoles are closed systems so then i'm like well you know what I can play on the TV at home and I can take on the train. And so I started it again on the switch version, the PS4 version. I played for like pretty much a full calendar day, uh, and got like all the way through to the 20th of summer, I think in the first year. So that's like a month and a half, more than a month and a half. Um, and, uh, I'm now almost at the end of spring, on the switch. So I played over a full year of Stardew Valley, but I'm still in the middle of spring, uh, on the switch version. But, um, uh, I, yeah, when I was watching the PS4 version, I was like, mm, I feel like I've not done this right. I've got loads and loads of, uh, I don't have that much money and I don't have any crops growing really. I only have the like long-term crops and I've got, mm, uh, I think I've done this wrong. So I like looked up like best beginners guides and like how to beat your first year at Stardew Valley. And I, uh, had been doing it completely wrong. So yeah, that, that was quite fun. Uh, I do love Stardew Valley. So being able to replay it multiple times, I've never actually beaten the whole community center. I've only done, I think my longest game that I kept going without wanting to restart was on PS4. And I think I got into the third year, like halfway in, but there was still items that I had missed. 
Um, and I know that you can complete the community center or the majority of it in one year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, get as close as I can to finishing it in a year. So that was, that was my goal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I'll, pardon me, sorry. Um, I think I will, yeah, I'll probably continue to play boatload study Valley. I don't know whether I talked about it last time I was on, but I do have the division two, but I've literally played about four hours of it and then just played Stardew Valley for like 30 hours. <laughs> so good marketing campaign, Ubisoft, I guess. Have you played Stardew Valley, the multiplayer thing that they added in? I have never played the multiplayer. It's, uh, it's on the switch version, but I don't think it is on PS4 yet. Well, I know it's not on Xbox because somebody was ranting about it in a group chat that I was in. <laughs> so uh, if anyone does have Stardew Valley on Switch and wants to play some multiplayer, uh, I might also do that. Right yeah, that's, that's basically all I've played apart from a load more pixel puzzle adventure. Hell yeah. Collection, even pixel puzzle collection. <laughs> the two games on my phone start, start screen our Stardew Valley and Pixel Puzzle. <laughs> yeah. That game is still really good. It is. I enjoy playing the boss battles whenever they come up. And so like, I'll get a notification for a boss battle and I'll be like, okay, cool. And then I'll play like three or four more puzzles and then I'll stop playing. Yeah. But yeah, no, Stardew Valley, unsurprisingly to anyone, is a fantastic game. Um, if anyone doesn't know what that game is, I would suggest like, just jumping on YouTube and watching someone do a let's play or something. It's basically, um, Harvest Moon mixed with Legend of Zelda mixed with like, I don't know. There's so much to do. Like so, so much more than I have seen in most games. Um, uh, Alison and I have both played this game called fantasy life on 3ds that I absolutely fell in love with. And Alison thought was average. Uh, yep. but, <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> uh, you know that they're making, they were like we're going to make a fantasy life too and I got extremely excited and then they were like for mobile it's free to play in Japan only and so that was really upsetting yeah but um, uh, Stardew Valley like, literally you just talking about Stardew Valley this week has made me go dang should I start playing Stardew Valley again because <laughs> that game is fun um, yeah. So I might actually start a new uh, farm on Switch, maybe because I this uh, just talking about Stardew Valley makes me just want to play it. It's it's such an addicting game. Yeah, and it's really cool because it's a great great podcast game, and I've been so behind on my podcast. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll show you guys my podcast app here for a second because it is uh, mildly embarrassing. But so I like to subscribe to a lot of podcasts <laughs> and I'm behind on for listeners at home. There was roughly 700,000 podcasts in there. Uh, exactly. It, I think that the last time I checked, it was 50 plus. Oof. Uh, some of them are seasonal shows. So they are, I'm done. I finished listening to them. Um, but I would say that that is at most 15 of the 50 shows. And the rest of them, I'm just massively behind on. And some of them are recommendations. Uh, some of them are shows that I don't go back and listen to all episodes because they're current stuff, like uh, gaming podcasts and stuff. I'm not going to go back and listen to a gaming podcast from four years ago. But 
yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and playing a lot of Stardew Valley and loving it. Cool. Also, I have a really bad cough, but I've been muting the mic. Let's. <laughs> I'd recommend a great comic book podcast to everybody who loves comic books called Capes and Jakes. It is by uh, is hosted by uh, two people who are not straight white dudes, um, and uh, they focus on a specific character every week and kind of talk you through their backstory and history, and then give you recommendations on what to read. It's really, really good. They just did Carol Danvers a couple of weeks ago for Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and this week, uh, what did they do? They did Diana Lance. Uh, the Black Canary. So, if anyone's ever been like, "What's Black Canary about?" They talked about that. Man, it's super, super good. Um, it's been the biggest question of my entire existence to this point. Thank you. I will check this out. Uh, they have inspired me to read a lot of great comics. Uh, they also do really. They they have a lot of good uh, like in jokes, and they focus on like families of characters at a time. So they started off with Batman and then did like all the Robins. And then uh, they started off with stuff like they did event, a load of Avengers characters, like Squirrel Girl. Um, yeah, it's a super, super good show that everyone should listen to. And I don't think enough people listen to that show. So you both should. Both of you. It's added to the homework. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll let someone else talk now. I've just ranted for like four minutes. <laughs> well, uh, if we're talking about mobile games, I can talk about one that I've quote-unquote finished. Uh, I actually got uh, totally finished up all of the classic levels for Tent, uh, tent and Trees. Ooh. So, yo, that game's really, really, really good. Um, you can totally finish that game, get to the end of it without paying a cent. Uh, oh, that's great. Uh, I didn't realize up until about a week ago that there are dailies in that game, uh, which nets you about 40 extra coins a day. Uh, yeah, I like I said, had no idea there were dailies. If you're on the main screen, you click this little arrow to the right, and there you go. You got a bunch of dailies. It's, yeah. Anyways, Tense of Trees is really good, but uh, I'm going to talk about a different game because uh, I have this list of things to talk about. Uh, Allison, you were here a couple weeks ago when I started playing the Caligula effect. I don't oh, think I was, but I was watching it. Oh yes. You were, we, we had brief chats about it. I was there in spirit yeah. and I was, I was the one who was wondering if I'd like it because I thought yeah. it would be up my alley. So somebody reviewed that for the game site that yeah. I reviewed for. Yeah. Um, that game does a lot of things, right? Like the combat systems are kind of cool and like it, uh, it fixes some of the persona problems I had where like, if there's an enemy encounter you don't want to engage with, you can just walk around them and they won't, they won't chase you. It's fine. Uh, there's lots of characters to interact with. Uh, it has like a good hint system for telling you where to go next. Like if you're lost, you're like, uh, what's my next objective again? You just go into your, uh, your phone app in the game and it'll tell you like, Oh yeah, this is what you're doing. Oh, cool. Thank you. Um, that being said, there's so much bad about it that it, it's really hard to pull through it. Like uh, I am having a real rough time with it. Uh, the biggest problem is the story is just extremely poorly put together. Oof, that's, like, that's a shame. Like, like it just, it feels like the cutscenes do very, very, very little to actually show you what's going on. And then when you get to like, what should be big moving story moments, they have no weight. Cause they 
they don't build up to it at all. It's just like, oh, it happens in about five seconds and it's this really crappy generic animation. Then you're going on to the next thing. So like the story just feels kind of aimless. And I don't know, like uh, there's been other little things like I found uh, spelling mistakes in the localization, which like, sure, that's not a major thing. But like in a $60 game, you'd be like, I would hope that they would, you know, QA that kind of stuff. Uh, the performance on Switch is really poor. Like, uh, I think on PC it's fine, but like the frame rate will drop to like single digits out of nowhere. Like just sometimes in the middle of battles, like where nothing is really going on, like even when you're not taking an action and it's just confusing. So I don't know. I'm about 12 hours into it. And honestly, I'm really contemplating dropping it. Like I don't drop games very often, but I don't know. I've heard, I've also heard some people say that like, you have to get to the latter half of the game for the story to get to some cool places like that are kind of similar to near or like, you know, kind of uh, fourth wall breaking E kind of stuff. But at this point I care so little about it that I don't know, like if it'll even have an impact on me, <laughs> like I'll go there and I'll be like, Oh, so that's that. Okay. Whatever. Like I just do not care about that game. So, which is a real bummer. Cause it seemed like very much a me kind of game. No, no, it's looked interesting. I've I've genuinely thought about it, but I haven't um uh I, I haven't really seen enough and I've just like I've looked at so many games this week and been like, Oh, I should buy this game, I need to play something new and then I've been like But I could just play Stardew Valley. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. Right now it definitely does not come with a recommendation. <laughs> I think Do you know what I would recommend? Hmm. If you're looking for a game that has like cool JRPG mechanics and uh good relationship building, not Persona, a game that you can play on the personal computer, but also PS4, it came out on PS4 this month, is uh Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. Oh, I've been hearing about that too, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I played like 30 hours of it on Vita and then finished it because something else came out that was new and cool and actually something we needed to talk about. Mm. But uh, I would highly recommend it. And it literally just came out on PS4. You can find it uh, in the UK. I've been able to find it for like 25 quid. So it can't be super expensive over there, probably like 30 bucks. That's cool. Yeah, a new um, a new Atelier actually came out as well that I've been interested in, and that series is pretty consistent. So I've never played that, and I got offered to review that, and I said no because I didn't have enough time. Because I was like, I just don't have enough time to get Rudy's game quickly or in any sort of reasonable time frame. And if it's a JRPG, I'm definitely going to say no. <laughs> yeah, they are not a minor commitment. Uh, no. but, but yeah, Caligula Effect, I. It's not very good. That's a real shame. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I might try and finish it, but there's no promises there. Hmm. Uh, Allison, did you play anything else this week? Uh, not really, no. Want to dive into some other stuff then? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about things that are not video games. Hell yeah. We could talk about Captain Marvel, I guess. I don't know if we talked about that on the show. Uh, I think it was briefly touched on, but I don't think it went into any detail. No, I wouldn't. I don't think we need to go into too much detail, but we could talk about it later. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex sorry, two people's names both begin with AL. <laughs> what have you been watching this week, I assume? Yeah, there's a couple that I've been watching. Um, there's actually three, but I'll save one of them for next week because it ends this week. But uh, two shows that ended 
uh, this week. Let's start with the one that you might actually potentially watch, Sam. Uh, and that is Sword Art Online Alicization. So that had its final episode of this season uh, today, actually. And it was pretty good. Um, it was fairly strong throughout, though I would say if you're watching it all at once, it kind of felt to me like the last five to ten episodes, like the direction took a bit of a hit. Like As in like the director was trying to shove too much into five to ten episodes, so it was like the pacing got really weird. I guess maybe rushed. I don't know. Uh, they were they were basically taking the coolest parts of the novel and then like trying to shove them all in at once, but they didn't give any of it enough time, uh, which is in stark contrast to the first half of the show, which was paced basically perfectly. Uh, and I was reading discussion threads and stuff that um, had commentary, people talking about like, well, this is what they were trying to say from the novel. And like, I would say for the last half of that show, you almost have to kind of read along with some comments to get some context for why some of the more uh, quote unquote emotional stuff actually hits because it was kind of poorly executed in the show. Uh, but overall that was an extremely good show, like much, much better than I thought it was going to be. And uh, with the ending of this season, they actually announced that it will be getting its next, next season in October. Mm. Unfortunately, it's not on UK Netflix. Every other sword art show is on UK Netflix, except for, Actually, no, we only have Sword Art 1 and 2 and the movie. Right. We don't have the alternate tale one, Mm -hmm. the Gun Girl Online alternate story or whatever it's called. Yep, that's actually right. Or whatever it's called is included. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I did. I do like uh, sort of online. I also like uh, anime in the isekai genre. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a YouTube video this week, so I feel like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so you like ReZero then? Uh, I apparently I would love ReZero. And <laughs> <laughs> um, my brother-in-law's girlfriend absolutely loves ReZero. And when we went to New York, we picked her up a couple of cool ReZero art books from nice. the Japanese bookstore that you guys recommended. It's not far off Times Square. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, and I would totally watch it if it was on Netflix because I don't have any other subscriptions. The guy who's Crunchyroll subscription that I've been using for seven years changed his password. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty upsetting. Aww. And you're not going to be like, hey. the other nine really I've upset. talked to you in five years, but Crunchyroll password? <laughs> hey, excuse me, have you changed your password recently? <laughs> hey, Zeal, I haven't seen you for a few years. How are your kids? By the way... <laughs> How is your Crunchyroll password? It's different. What is it? <laughs> His Crunchyroll password was just dragon, but oh, no god. like letters or no, like no numbers, no no punctuation. Oh my god, I love it. And his username was just his name. That's amazing. So yeah, and it, it was that for so so long, and he probably realised when like he was watching shows and they were all all the episodes you got up to were out of order that uh, other people were using his uh country role i'm not gonna lie we used to work together and uh we had a conversation in the pub that was like can you get into zeal's country role and, and the entire table was like no and, like 15 of us had been using it without saying anything <laughs> that's amazing that's really fun yeah. uh if you need i can send you a free guest pass i have tons of those because I sweet yeah that's no problem uh 
just probably i know that you like to watch shows all at once know that the last episode does have a big cliffhanger sweet (laughs) i don't mind too bad about that um i'm obviously used to uh shows that are have big cliffhangers watching arrow and flash and whatnot who tend to have a big summer cliffhanger every year um I, i i've been I'm sending you all lots of message stream of consciousness messages about Gotham because it's ending this season and it's just become a pantomime to the point where I think everybody should be watching that show. It's mental. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, I will totally watch Sword Art. Anything Sword Art related has so far been great. Uh, I, However, I will say, I think you recommended Sword Art Online too. And I've got to episode 21, which I think is the end of the filler arc. And I'm just completely bored of the filler arc, like to the point where I was forcing myself through episodes and not paying attention and having to rewind it loads. Oh, uh, wait, which one's the filler arc? The one where they go to the, like the Thor thing? I think, yeah, the Thor, the whole Thor arc. Yeah, that like, was very bad. Uh, the one that comes I, after that is extremely good. I think it's one of the better things of that entire show. Uh, I would say I did not like sword art one and most of sword art two, except for that, the last arc. So uh, I liked sword art one in kind of a pulpy way, you know, um, it's hard to overlook the creepiness of sword art one. Um, <laughs> yeah, parts, of it. parts of it are real creepy. Um, uh, unlike, I think a lot of the best anime gets out, gets away from the creepiness, like Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist. Like they both have creepy bits, but I feel like there's a creepy plot in Sword Art <laughs> where like his sister is in love with him. I think is one of the subplots of Sword Art season two. Yep, yep, it certainly is. Uh, there is the child ai who keeps calling them mama and dada and it's real creepy yeah um, I, I feel like that whole child AI character should have been flushed and never used ever it's horrible yep i would agree um i watched all of season one of attack on titan and that was very good i should probably catch up on that i wonder if netflix has it yeah, it's a very good show uh actually while we're on the topic another very good show that just came to an end and is very similar mm-hmm. to death note uh, we've talked about it on the podcast previously, but uh, The Promised Neverland had its last episode. Okay. Uh, Allison, you should watch that. <laughs> I need to get caught up in it, which is yeah. just funny because I, I recommend it a bit and yeah. now I'm like behind. But. That last episode was a banger. Like, I'd love to talk mm-hmm. about the story details and like why that last episode was so excellent, but like, I think it would be a shame to spoil that for anyone. Uh, but yeah, that show is easily one of the best that's come out in years. And. Uh, I also look forward to that second season, which was also announced uh, for 2020. Oh, so. that's great. That was, that was already announced because yeah, yeah the, the manga has been running for years at this point and it's, it's, it's a real cool show. Yeah. Like apparently the manga is slated to end about midway through this year. So mm. that's going to give them the rest of the story that they need to finish the anime, which is really, really good. So they're not going to have to diverge and make their own story. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I, it, you would probably like that if you'd like death note, Sam, and it has nothing creepy in it. Like it, there's no caveats there. It's just extremely intelligently written, uh, 
kind of psychological thriller slash psychological horror kind of thing. Uh, not really horror, actually. Mostly psychological thriller. I also need to force myself to watch um, uh, Steinsgate because it's exactly my shit. Like, every single note of that is the thing that I like and I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's Steinsgate is good. Um, I've been reflecting on Steinsgate Zero since it ended, mm. which is still good. I've seen a lot of uh, online talk about it, basically shit-talking it. But I think it's still really good. It's just not as good as the original. Mm. But it's also an extremely good companion piece to the original. So uh, I should probably just also buy Steinsgate Elite. Yes, for Switch. That has, that has everything. It's on Switch. Um, I've never played Steinsgate before, so I wouldn't. I won't really like having to replay it. As I feel like every time I start watching Steinsgate, I need to rewatch it from the start, and it means that I'm half paying attention to the first six episodes I watch, and then, well, that's what that's when I stop watching stuff. Is when I th- I'm like, I'm not paying attention to this. I'll watch something else, and I never get back to it. Have you been watching anything, Allison or Sam, um, other, other than Gotham? I suppose. Oh, I watch a lot of stuff. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so probably inadvisably trying to get through all of Star Wars The Clone Wars because <laughs> before it leaves Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done with season one, so there's more seasons to come. Apparently uh, it gets much better as it goes That's on. what I've heard, but season one so far is, I feel like, just starting to click with me and only just. Um, so I, I'm... I'm it's leaving Netflix on April 7th, so I probably don't have enough time to finish it, but, you know, I would like to know this before they, uh, before they take it off because, um, yeah, so I've, I, I'm almost done with season one and uh, some of those episodes were not very good. A couple of them were very, very Jar Jar centric, which is everybody's favorite. Um, I felt like the Jar Jar ones were good from memory, though. Like they aren't terrible. They were f- fine for Jar Jar. <laughs> they were there. They were there, um, but I've heard it gets a lot, lot better. So I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of trying. I'm currently forcing myself through it because I love Star Wars and I want to see it through. Boy, it sounds a lot like the Caligula effect. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't love the Caligula effect. That's true. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Queer Eye Season 3, obviously, oh, yeah. essential watching, uh, One Punch Man, and the Santa Clarita Diet, which is pretty good. don't know what that is. It's a zombie comedy with Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore, uh, Netflix exclusive. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I watched it. I watched the first season and it was good, so I might need to. Kick yeah, there's three that. seasons. Uh, I just started watching the first one today. It's pretty good. Also, I mean, I, like I was saying earlier, uh, I've seen Captain Marvel twice now. Um, because I went once at midnight, but my wife is not about that life. So she uh, stayed home and we went to watch it together at our local budget cinema this afternoon. Uh, that's that's a good Marvel movie. I'd say top of the middle tier. Um, it, watching it again, it dragged probably a little bit more 
than the first time in the end of the first act, beginning of the second. Oh, that's interesting because I uh, had I the exact like... same, exact opposite reaction where I thought that the pacing was a lot, made a lot more sense to me second time through. Uh, I think I it dragged more, but I think I enjoyed it more the second time through. Mm. Um, so whilst I the, the film felt longer this time, uh, I did enjoy the whole experience a lot more. Um, uh, I've really, I, I feel like the show, the, the movie, I feel like we spend too much time between like, uh, her landing on earth and her meeting her friend and the kid the Rambos. I feel like once they get into the movie, that's when it kicks into high gear. And I kind of wish that started a lot earlier. Uh, but um, it was really good. Generally like, enjoyed it. Um, and oh, I did think she would though. And she was like, it's interesting because in Wonder Woman, because she doesn't know anything about the modern world, she looks stupid. But in uh, Captain Marvel, she's like very, very capable and just models through things without really knowing what she's doing. Um, and is just very confident and cocky. And she was like, I'm not sure I liked that as a character trait, but I liked that I didn't like it. And like, uh, I really like her character. Um, I explicitly love anytime she makes a joke at Fury and like, he's like, is this a joke? And then he looks at her and she like raises her eyebrows at him. That was, uh, that was good. Yeah. Like, especially very close to the end where she does this like closed lip smile and Fury's like, what do you mean? As she, she's, um, he said, he's singing, uh, Oh wait. Uh, he's singing the postman song. Oh yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. And she's like, he's like, don't you recognize that? And she's like, Oh, maybe if you keep singing, <laughs> Like it's a very good joke. Um, the the cameo is great, obviously, um, for somebody who loved the film that it references. It's great. I'm trying not to spoil anything. Um, Goose is obviously great. Goose is better on a second watch, definitely, because it's cuter. Um, <laughs> it's cuter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, because I knew the bits where he looked really cute, and so I paid extra attention. Wow. Okay. Uh, for anyone w wanting to know, it's when he sits down on top of the radio in the spaceship. It's very cute. That's the highlight of the entire movie. <laughs> uh, like top five. All right. <laughs> no, all of the highlights are when Carol just blows shit up and it is badass uh, and is basically Superman. Uh, you can't really go wrong there. It's very cool that Marvel's strongest, most powerful hero is going to be a woman. Uh, I think that. Yeah. Uh, are you going to go watch the other Captain Marvel movie when it comes out in a week or two? Yes, I am. It's actually getting better reviews, which I'm legitimately shocked by. Um, but I will say now that Big is one of my favorite movies from growing up. So I can imagine that Shazam will be very good. Yeah. Um, I love Zachary Levi as well. Mm -hmm. I watched every single episode of Chuck. Uh, and uh, he is just great and he seems like he's absolutely loving life playing a superhero so and uh, this seems like the right role for him mm -hmm. yeah definitely 
not to not to brag, but I saw him on uh, Broadway in She Loves Me, which is one of my favorite musicals ever. And he very much lo- like it very much seemed like he was like just loving it and like and had a very good attitude. And I actually uh, got to meet him after the show because he did oh. uh, stage drawing and he was so nice. Like he was he went out of his way to like meet as many people as possible. And it was, wow. and he was, he was just the sweetest. So I, I, I wish nothing but the best for him because he's, he's genuinely probably the nicest celebrity I've ever met ever. Yeah. And he's a huge, huge nerd. So like getting totally to play hero, I think would be huge for him. Uh, so, you know, chucked on good. I guess. <laughs> uh, Flynn Ryder, uh, aka Chuck, aka um, I actually can't remember his real name now. Zach something. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think that's going to be great. I can't wait to see a film where the main character can't say his own name. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> What's your superhero name? Uh... I like that other people could say it around him yeah so like billy could be like oh it's shazam but he he just has to be like yep it's my name to figure it out <laughs> uh it's very very stupid uh the current shazam ongoing comic is written by uh one of my favorite teen comic book writers and he basically has like there are multiple moments where they're like what's your name and he'd like he goes to say captain marvel and someone interrupts him uh, so, uh, the, the DC knows the joke as well. Um, it's so weird that these movies came out less than a month apart. It is strange. Also, Hellboy comes out six days after oh, yeah. Shazam. Oh yeah. And then, uh, 14 days after Hellboy is Endgame. Oh my God. So, I am not ready for Endgame. I'm uh, very ready for it after watching Captain Marvel today. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm ready for it in that I need to see it, but I'm not ready in that I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say goodbye to Chris Evans, but it's definitely 1,000% going to happen. I'm literally wearing a Captain America shirt right now, my boy. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, not to go too, like, well, this isn't spoilery, but like, I saw some speculation that it, uh, like, people are saying, oh, that there might be time travel shenanigans and that he could go back to the 40s. And it made me, like, viscerally angry in a way that I would, <laughs> I'm like, if this actually happens in the movie theater, I will be, like, furious. Livid. I will be livid, um, <laughs> mostly because Captain, uh, not Captain, uh, Agent Carter is genuinely one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And I'm like, if, if they retcon that show, I will be, I will be livid. That's so that show isn't canon though, because it's Marvel TV and Marvel movies it's don't consider canon. Marvel TV to be canon. It's still canon though. It's, I will, <laughs> I will, fu- I know I that I don't, that. but I will fight everyone. <laughs> I will go down to the Marvel offices and just get super angry at them. Yeah. Shake your fist at the mouse. I will. I'll be like, Agent Carter needs your respect. 
So uh, I think that the way that that movie is going to end is Steve is going to pass on from this world into the next, and in the next world will be Peggy waiting for him for that dance. Peggy dies in Civil War. Peggy's husband is is Daniel from the TV show, and I will fight everyone. <laughs> I will fight everyone. <laughs> Is, he's the guy with the leg, leg brace, isn't he? Yeah, they never confirmed it in the show, but they basically said on, in uh, post stuff, like, yeah, that was the intent that, like, had it continued on. He was there, Victor in Doll's house? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And he's, and he's like, the, one of my number one needs to be in more things because he's, like, absurdly good at acting. And I... Do you, do you know that he's in Avengers? <laughs> Yes, I do. He plays a cop in Avengers and then is in Agent Carter. Yeah, Ashley I knew that one. Johnson is in Avengers too. Yeah. Um, but he has no lines. Speaking of, everybody should watch Dollhouse because that's a really good show. Um, that is a good show. <laughs> this is just <laughs> the most random <laughs> series of recommendations today. Uh Dollhouse is another thing that starts out slow, but then ends up ramping up being very, very good. The first few episodes are, but then you get to episode six and you're just like, what the hell is this? The best show ever. And it's very good. Is is that the evil Victor episode? No, that's the episode uh, with um, Patton Oswalt. Yes. Patton Oswalt is great. He's in Santa Clarita Diet as well. Oh, is he? People are in Santa Clarita Diet. Thomas Lennon is in it for like one scene. Uh, Nathan Fillion is in the pilot and nothing Oh yeah, he was. was. Oh yeah. <laughs> Playing a super weird sexual predator and I was like, no, Mal. No, no Mal, no. Castle. <laughs> oh. uh, speaking of, everybody go watch Firefly. This is my other uh, Joss Whedon recommendation. Uh, uh, I actually think that Firefly is not very good. Everyone should go watch Angel, the best uh, Joss Whedon product. Uh, I, I'm just not going to even go into why any of this. Why don't we just watch Buffy? <laughs> uh, Buffy is having a modern day reboot in the comics right now, and it's fucking brilliant. Uh, it's like legitimately really, really good. It's a full reboot of the show, starting from episode one. Um, but Spike and Drusilla are already in it. Um, there's a lot of like instagram references and like very very modern stuff the opening the the front cover of the first issue is buffy in this like very 90s like uh season one of buffy outfit but she's got an iphone in one hand and earpods in (laughs) and a stick it's really good does she still look like sarah michelle geller yes she looks very like sarah michelle geller i will bring up that issue wonderful i look forward to that uh, I will see if I can find it for you because it's legitimately great cover. Uh, yeah, I've got it. So the uh, I I only had one last thing to talk about. If y'all have anything else, though, no, everyone should read that Buffy comic though. It's real good. I don't read Tom King's Heroes in Crisis because he's killing off all my favorite characters, and I'm really upset with him right now. Um, the thing that I mentioned in our chat, uh, that it made me happy was that Shirley Curly, Shirley Curry, AKA the woman who plays Skyrim and she's 82 year old grandma is going to be in elder Scrolls six. And it was very sweet. And she, she went to Bethesda, uh, met town Howard and was very happy. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, you know, that is very wholesome. And I'm very happy about that. 
Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I got my issues with Bethesda, but they sometimes do right by their community. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, that's not going to necessarily make Bethesda better, but like, it's a very, uh, it's a very, it was a very sweet story and I was very excited because yeah. she's been doing the, the YouTube thing for, uh, quite a while now and clearly loves Skyrim a lot. Yeah. That's very cool. But yeah. Uh, the one last thing I was going to make mention of, which is not a show, it is not a video game, it is not a comic book, I'm going off the deep end today, uh, is the new album by Devin Townsend, which is called Oh, Path. yeah. Uh, I don't bring up albums very often, even though I try to listen to like a new album every week, if, if I can. Uh, and I don't use this term frivolously, but it is legitimately a masterpiece. <laughs> like, uh, if you don't know Devin's history, he's been going for like 30 years and uh, he's visionary genius uh, composer dude from Canada. And this is easily his best work. So if you are a musician or you care about like the deeper side of music, it's like a must listen. Uh, it's, it's an insane album. Uh, it covers a huge range of genres. Like it has pop and rock and EDM and hip hop and like Disney style show tunes and like vocal jazz and death metal and country. Like it's, it's all over the place. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just excellent. I don't have any, anything to say about it other than the fact that it's like probably now my number one favorite album of all time. So check it out. I don't think I could even tell you what my number one favorite album of all time would be. <laughs> before the, uh, before this, it was probably home by Gavin Castleton, but this is, uh, yeah, it's just insanely good. I would maybe say ghosts one to six by nine inch nails. It's <laughs> a very weird choice. I haven't thought about that in a long time either. I, I own the physical copy of that collection, but add the like extra album that you can never get anywhere else. Mm. Uh, like six, I think was unavailable everywhere else. Like one to five you could get, but six you had to buy physical. So I bought the physical six disc album. Fair enough. And then listen to it obsessively whilst reading books a lot. Fair. Alison, what's your number one favorite album of all time? Let's put you on the spot. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> uh, Is the, it emotion? The new pornographer's like, oh, okay. twin cinema. Oh. That's like the first one came up to mind. That's, that's strong as well. They're uh, my favorite band, and all of their albums are very, very good. But Twin Cinema is classic. Also, I have one more that's a bit more of a guilty pleasure. Oh God, no! <laughs> don't even give it words. Corn <laughs> this bass tone sounds like someone just like slapping a sheet of metal. It's so terrible. <laughs> I love Path of Totality, though. It's such a good like workout playlist. I don't know if I've ever actually heard that one. It's the one that's mixed by Skrillex. Oh, <laughs> it's an extremely weird <laughs> album. Uh, it doesn't really sound much like Korn. It doesn't really sound much like Skrillex. It's just kind of something in between the two. Uh, if you guys look at those Buffy links I sent you, they're like legit great. Okay. Uh, you can see how much it looks like Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> anyway, Alison, let's close this podcast down. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll be closing it, and I totally forgot that I was doing that until right now. Um, so you can find us on the internet at fix.space as well as on any podcast app that you do. Subscribe, like, review, everything. 
uh, give us praise because we like it. Um, <laughs> or criticism. Yeah, it's fine. Can, Sam, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on everything at SGCH. Um, uh, anything important. Um, except Facebook, because I don't have that anymore. Hell yeah. Um, I've joined Alex in the Facebookless world, and I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's much more um, chill. I'm going to start trying to talk on Twitter a bit more about the comics that I'm reading, because I'm reading like uh, insane amounts at the moment, because I'm yeah, getting really back into it, because this podcast Capes and Jates, which everybody should listen to. Um, so I'm going to try and read a bit more, and talk a bit more on po- on things about the comics that I read, because I'm um, uh, I think comics are great right now and they're in a really good place. It's cool to spread that love. Cool. Uh, Alex, how about you? Uh, I've got Discord. Cool. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Lately, we've been yelling about J pop because there have been some big, <laughs> big moves. But uh, Kago Eye's back. She's back. And ev- W's third album's coming out. What is happening? Um, this is very big stuff that only people who follow Hello Project will understand. But. Hmm. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I tweet about other things too. Uh, all right. <laughs> so this, I think, what is this podcast? <laughs> what is this? Po- what is this good. podcast? Yeah, it's good. That's, that's the title. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add. Borderlands three looked okay. Yeah. Everybody should read, um, Mr. Miracle by Tom King. It's real good. It's completely finished. It's by the writer of the vision that we reviewed a year ago. Um, and it's really, really depressing and brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who does read it. <laughs> it. It will make you feel a lot. I need that. I think that'll do it. Bye, yeah. <laughs> everybody. About bad dads who happen to be superheroes. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks, bye. Bye.